Welcome back to the Confident Dollar Podcast. Thank you for joining in today. I am excited to talk to you guys a little bit more detailed about paying off debt. Now we've talked about paying off debt. I have a podcast episode where I've talked about this before, but I did kind of talk about more generic, two different rules of thumb or, or schools of thought when it comes to paying off debt. And today we're going to really dive in deep to a specific debt payoff strategy that I use with clients. If I was coaching you through it, if we were doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, and working through your debt payoff, this is how I would help you strategize around paying off your debt. So I really wanted to give a little bit more tangible and a little bit more detailed information of just how I would recommend you tackling and being able to move past having a lot of debt and just being in a cycle of debt. First, I want to kind of talk about and just back up for a second and just really recognize and realize the weight that debt puts on people and just the just weight that you carry around on your shoulders when you are in a lot of debt. I have had so many client meetings where people come in very overwhelmed, very stressed, lots of anxiety because they have so much debt and they just don't understand a way out and they just can't see the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to being able to move past making good money, but it's all going to debt payments. And so it just feels frustrating and you just feel like you're just on this hamster wheel running in circles, not getting anywhere because you can't break out of the cycle. So I think it's important to recognize that, I mean, I fully understand the weight that that can carry for you if this is where you're coming from with debt payoff and, and this is where you are right now. Not really knowing what to do, not really knowing how to get out of it and not really knowing how you even got into it in the first place. And the reality is, is that that system is set up for you to be in this space actually. And so I don't blame you and I hope you don't blame yourself because you didn't know what you didn't know during those times. And the reality is, is that our system is set up to actually have you in debt and keep you in debt because there is no education around debt before you take anything on. Uh, and that to me is a frustrating thing and where I get frustrated when it comes to our education system is that kids are not learning about debt, uh, whether it's school loans or auto loans or credit cards, which they should be learning about in high school because everybody gets a million credit card applications when they start getting older and they're in college because credit card companies are looking to take advantage of someone who um, doesn't understand how credit cards work. And I've heard so many numerous stories of people who do not understand how credit cards work. I actually talked to one, um, and I hope she doesn't mind me sharing the story, but obviously won't name any names, where she got a credit card in college and saw the credit limit and thought that was like how much she could spend like for free. And so she bought pizza for like the whole floor of her dorm because she thought she had this credit limit of what she was like, almost like a gift card. Cause she had no idea that no one taught her how the credit card worked. And then she got her bill realizing, oh, she actually had to pay that. The credit card company wasn't paying that. And that was her first uh, hard taste and uh, lesson in how credit cards worked. So we're not taught, we're not set up to succeed in this way. And so unfortunately, so many young adults are getting out of college with a car loan, credit card loans, and student loans, at least, because no one told them to maybe go a different route when it came to school, look at ways to save money, and no one told them, taught them how credit cards worked, and they, of course, needed a car to get around, so they take out an auto loan. So not to, you know, obviously you are where you are, and if you probably knew better and knew differently, you may, may, might make different decisions moving forward, or there's the people that aren't even there yet. 
they're in the cycle of debt. They are where they are, but they actually probably wouldn't even make different decisions moving forward because there's just a behavioral change that needs to happen when it comes to managing, managing their money. And if that's you, I actually um, would recommend you going back one episode to the money mindset episode and just listen to that and, and kind of try to understand yourself and how you view money before making big changes because I think it might be insightful for you to understand yourself. Okay, but now let's get into debt and how we're going to strategize. So you are where you are. You have a bunch of debt. How are you going to get out of it? And how are you going to pay this debt off? Uh, so the steps that I also walk people through, um, I, you know, I've done Dave Ramsey's baby step. I know a lot of my clients have come in and that they've done Dave Ramsey's baby steps and those are life changing. And I know they've been helpful for a lot of people. I do recommend it just a little bit than he does with, you know, exactly which step. So my first step I would have you do is save your emergency fund three months. So if you want more than emergency fund, that's fine, but start with saving three months of emergency fund before you start your debt pay. The reason for this is a few things. One, I don't want you to have to get back into or add more debt because of an emergency that comes up. And I, I feel like Dave Ramsey has you save a thousand dollars on that first baby step, which probably was good when he started the baby steps, but things are so much more expensive than they were that a thousand dollars doesn't cover a car breaking down. A thousand dollars doesn't cover a med medical emergency, not even close. Um, so I would say you need more than that. So let's start with just three months worth of living expenses that you're going to start with your emergency fund. And then step number two, so if you don't have that, start there. So if you're ahead of yourself, you do want to get out of debt, but you do not have an emergency fund, I want you to figure out three months of your living expenses. So your mortgage, your build utilities, your debt payments, your minimum payments that you're paying, your food, gas, everything that you need to live off of for a three month period. And I want you to save that. And I want you to keep it in a savings account. You can use a high yield savings account so you can get a little interest. You're not going to invest it. I don't want it in your checking account because you will more than likely spend it. Um, so get it out of your checking account, a little harder to access than being in your checking account, but it's in a savings account and it's very accessible in case you need it and you have an emergency. Okay, so that would be step number one. Step number two now is we're gonna get into debt payoff. So if you have your emergency fund at least three months, great. Let's do debt payoff. So I, your first thing you're going to need to do is assess your debt and you're going to need to write out your debt. And I want you to write it out from highest interest rate to lowest interest rate. Also include your monthly payment and your overall loan amount that you have. Okay. So your principal loan now highest to lowest is more than likely, so, so now you've, you've listed it out, but now we have to kind of prioritize debt, and this is probably where you're going to fall, I would assume, once you list it out, your highest interest rate is going to be your credit card. Do you have credit card debt? Hands down, that is more than likely your highest interest rate, and so more than likely the one you're gonna be tackling first. You're going to have student loans, auto loans are gonna fall in like the middle category of interest rate, and it probably depends on when you got them. So obviously if you have an older auto loan, it's gonna be a lower interest rate, but if you have a newer one, probably a little bit higher. But you're same with your student loans. So it probably falls somewhere around uh, similar categories. But prioritizing uh, one over the other, I think that you're gonna to wanna to tackle your student loans before tackling your auto payment. Personally, especially if they're a similar interest rate. If your auto loan is way higher, then let's tackle that first. But if they're a similar interest rate, we're gonna go after the student loans before we go after the auto loan. And then again, your mortgage is gonna be on the lower priority side. That's how I would prioritize them once you've kind of looked at your high interest rate to low interest rate, okay? This is not gonna be fun. 
And this is going to be, I know if you're not a numbers person, you're, you're not someone who even really knows where all this are, this is going to be kind of a headache for you, but it is very important. I want you to get this in a central location. I want you to list it out. Now you know, and you know all your minimum monthly payments that you're making on every single one of those loans. Okay. The next thing you're going to need to do is you're going to need to go back to your budget and look at your cash flow and see besides the minimum payment, what extra money do you have to start allocating towards these loans. Now, if you don't have any extra money and you only can only make the minimum payment, that's not going to work. Kind of give you the hard truth. You're going to have to figure out a way to either cut things. So you have extra money or make more money. You cannot get out of a cycle of debt by paying minimum payments on credit cards that will take you forever and you will waste so much money. So if you look at your cash flow and you're just like, I don't have any money to extra money to put towards debt, then you're going to need to either get really serious about cutting things. And that means kind of having to be a little bit more like intense about where you spend your money and maybe cutting some of your fun money and cutting some of the going out or eating out or those type of things to make some extra wiggle room or find a way to make more money, side hustle, something that you can now apply extra towards your loans. Okay. So now once you've kind of faced that hard truth and you've, you've figured out, I have this much extra that I can put towards my loans. Okay. Let's say it's a hundred dollars a month. You're able to pay, meet all your minimum payments. And then you have an extra hundred dollars a month that you're going to put towards your loan. You're going to put that against the highest interest rate loan, top priority that you've listed on your sheet. Okay. You are also going to need to make sure that the entire amount, that a full $100 is going towards the principal of that loan and not the interest. Extra payments should always go towards only the principal. So if you don't have a way on your online portal, depending on how, you know, in your credit card portal, uh, depending on what the loan is on your student loan portal, depending on where you're paying that through, if you don't have a way to make an extra payment that you know is principal only, then I would call the company and I would ask them, how do I make a principal only extra payment? And they will give you those instructions. And sometimes they don't make it easy to do. They make it super obscure and random. And obviously that's, you know, their way because they don't want to, you don't want you to pay off your principal early. And so you might have to do a little bit of digging to figure that out. But I want you to then put every, if you have a hundred dollars every month, figure out how you put that towards principal only and put that towards the principal. Now, just to backtrack for a second, if you're not really sure what principal means, the principal on your loan would be the amount that you initially borrowed. So if you borrowed $15,000 for your car, that is the principal of the loan. Now you have an interest rate that you're getting charged on that. And then you have the interest that you're paying. So every monthly payment is going to be broken up of certain amount goes towards your principal. And the certain amount is interest only when you do loans. Okay. So you want any extra payment to go towards the overall principal or the cost or the amount that you borrowed. So you're paying that down quicker and that will give, have you pay less interest. Hopefully that makes sense. So I want you to make sure that extra payment is going towards principal. Okay. So now you are doing all minimum payments. You are putting anything extra that you have. Anytime you get extra money, maybe every month looks different. I know. So maybe some months you have more uh, extra than you did the previous, and you're going to put that towards that principal only. And you're going to work on paying down that highest interest rate, which is again, more than likely your credit card. Once you have that paid down and paid off, you are going to then put 
all of that minimum payment you were using there plus the extra you were paying. And you're now going to apply all of that towards your second priority loan. Okay. So if, again, if the minimum payment was a hundred dollars on that first loan, plus you were putting $200 a month towards it, you now have $300 a month plus the minimum payment you were already using on that second priority loan that you're going to put towards that loan. But again, you're going to call that loan company, whoever that's through, and you're going to say, I want to put this $300 extra towards principal only. I don't want it to go towards interest. This is a principal only extra payment because your minimum's covering your interest. Okay. And you're going to do that process until you've worked through all of your loans. Now, again, I said we were kind of going through loan priority. I want you to pay off high interest to low interest. And you're kind of wondering, okay, but do I pay off every single loan I have? Because you probably have, you know, if you have a mortgage, again, you have an auto loan are those things that you also have to prioritize paying off before you're investing. And I would say no, anything, I would say you're going to, you need to, you definitely need to get your, your credit cards off the table that you cannot have credit cards loan. And you should never go back into credit card debt again, because that is the, you pay so much, you astronomical interest rates, 29%, 27%. I mean, just way too high of interest that you're paying on credit cards. So you definitely need to get those out of the way. And I would say, again, working towards student loans. Um, but if you have an interest rate, anything under about 7% or 6% range, anything under that, I think that you start, you're paying off your debt while you're investing. You don't need to prioritize paying off every single piece of debt before you do any type of investing because that could take you a really long time. And if you can make more market money in the market, then, then you are paying an interest. Like if your interest rate is lower 4%, you can make more money in the market. Um, average, uh, return for the S and P, uh, 500 is about 8%, eight to 10%, depending on kind of how the length of span you look on and, and who you talk to. And so if you can, average in that range, you're going to be good. So you, you're making more money than the interest you're paying on those other loans, if that makes sense. Okay. So once you get to anything below about 6%, I want you to probably start splitting. You're still doing debt payoff and then you're still prioritizing that, but you're going to slow down a little bit um, more than you were for those high interests. And you're going to start splitting um, between investing um, or, you know, maybe, maybe you're padding your emergency fund actually a little bit more to, you want to be on six months. And then once you finish that, then you're going to start investing, um, for your long-term savings. And so you get into a Roth IRA or your 401k or a traditional IRA, and you're going to start investing for the long-term while you're also handling the rest of those, uh, lower interest rate debts. Okay. The loan I would say that I do not prioritize in paying off early at all is your mortgage. This is because most mortgage rates do not make any sense to pay off early because your interest rate is so low that you would make so much more money in the market if you put all of that money towards your long-term investing than paying it off. So if you want to pay off your mortgage, that's fine. But I want you to understand that the numbers on that do not make sense. If you have a low interest rate, especially if you bought when interest rates were super low, so your interest rate's like, you know, 3% or in the twos, that does not make sense at all money-wise, numbers-wise. That does not add up. So understand that paying off your mortgage in that capacity is much more of a behavioral finance thing of just wanting to be debt-free, fully debt-free, or be able to apply you know, that money elsewhere, not have to have that every month. It doesn't really make sense as far as opportunity costs when it comes to your money. Okay, so... As long as you understand that, that's fine. If you still want to do it, that's fine. Numbers wise, it doesn't make sense. 
it makes sense to put that money in the market instead. But if that is a priority of yours, then that's fine. I would just say that's the lowest debt priority on that list. Okay. So finally, I think it's really important because debt payoff is, again, we talked about debt is stressful and has so much anxiety. And then you get into debt payoff and it's a ton of work and it's a ton of discipline. And so you need to find a way to celebrate the wins in your debt payoff journey. So whether, you know, you know, I'm not saying obviously not celebrate so big that you go back to more debt, but celebrate in a way that when you pay off one of the debts, do something to recognize that and celebrate that you were disciplined enough to get out of that debt. Okay. So I want you to celebrate your wins. I want you to celebrate those milestones as you're going through it because you're mentally going to need that to get through debt payoff. It is tiring. It is gruesome. It is exhausting. It has a lot of stress. You have to deprive yourself of things that you would otherwise like to have, but you're trying to put it all towards debt. And so I understand that. And so I do think mentally it's important to celebrate those wins because you are going to have to stay so disciplined outside of that. Um, that you just need to have those milestones recognized if you, and then I would say it's just, and then it's tracking it and it's seeing it visually. Um, some people like to color code or see like, you know, charts of like coloring it all the way up where it's finally gone. Um, but do it in a way that you mentally works for you, um, in your personality and, um, where you can see the progress over time, because you do need to mentally be able to track your progress and see your progress in order to be able to like stick with that discipline that it requires. So this is a lot, right? It's, it's, it's a lot to tackle and it's easy to talk in, you know, for 15 minutes about this and okay, good luck. Go ahead and go do that. But we know it takes a lot more effort and a lot more, you know, focused, <laughs> like disintensity than, um, it sounds like. And so, um, I just, you know, I, I want you to recognize that just that taking the first step of figuring out how to do it is a really good first step and give yourself grace as you're working through it. You're going to still make mistakes and, and you might still accidentally overspend. And so you don't have as much that month to put towards that debt, but you are making progress by just addressing it instead of living with blindfold on a blindfold on and, you know, trying to pretend it's not even there. So I admire you and I commend you for that because that is a first hard step to take. And even just write, you know, listing out your debts of like, all right, here, how are we going to do this? That's a hard step to take. And so good job on just getting to that point and good luck as you are working through it. So, and then I think it is important to also recognize that there's going to be a lot of people that this is hard to do without accountability. And so it, I do offer accountability in this capacity and coaching for people who just need help, who need a second set of eyes, or is this another person to bounce questions off of? And so if that is your personality, I know it's like, well, then I'm paying for something that, you know, I, I, I already have debt and I'm paying for something, a service to help me get out of debt. But sometimes for some people, the cost of that is it doesn't even compare to the freedom of getting you out of debt that you might not otherwise be able to do without some accountability and some help. So if that is you, please don't hesitate to reach out because I am happy to help walk through that with you. And sometimes that's needed. So I hope this is a little bit helpful to give you just some guidance on just what I would recommend in getting yourself out of debt. I know some of these are trying to be pretty I do try to be pretty just grounds level of just foundational financial 
planning and uh, personal finance and, and just understanding how these things work because I know a lot of people just don't haven't been taught that and so I hope these are helpful for you and definitely stay tuned for further episodes it is helpful for me and this podcast to reach more ears if you do subscribe so if you subscribe thank you and if you also would love to uh, leave a review that would be great too definitely want to spread the love and just have other people be able to learn more about getting their finances in order and just building confidence in their financial life. So thank you again for tuning into this episode of the Confident Dollar Podcast, and we will see you next time. Lauren Gage is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into, into directly. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risk, include, including loss of principal.